start, and we read that in Psalm 139, verse 13 till 17, and you can follow as I read it. Oh, yes, and that's from the message. And actually, this is an incredible piece of Scripture. And it talks about uh, David, but it also talks about you, how God shaped you and formed you. Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking body and soul. I'm marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. Isn't that marvelous? All the stages, stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life, and here is something about purpose. The days of my life all prepared before I even lived one day. Isn't that amazing? That's God. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. This is incredible portion of Scripture. Just to understand what God, uh, how God has formed us all. You were formed by God and created in the image of God. And just for the record, you're not, you, you didn't come from a, a cell that become two cells that become a little fish, then a frog and a crocodile and a baboon. And whoops, here you are. Look at the person next to you say, hello. <laughs> That's not true. We can't believe that. Can I get an amen? amen. There are some forms of evolution, but we are not from, from apes. We were created by God. He formed us. He has put His Spirit in us. And we are, we are, we are, uh, we've got the image of God in us. The days of my life, all prepared. And here we see something of purpose. And especially in David's life, how the Lord had a purpose for his life. The, thinking of David, how he was called by God to be king of Israel, his victory over Goliath, and his struggles with Saul. We see that it was not all smooth sailing. It wasn't an easy journey, but there was purpose. He had to be king. And there was a journey that he had to discover in this journey to, to, to become king of Israel. There is a special reason why you were born as well. And that's why purpose is so important. You are cre created very unique and very special. There is only one like you. And some people are glad about that. <laughs> they wouldn't handle two of you. So one is enough. You are... <laughs> unique and you are very special and and that's so incredible to know that the devil and the forces of darkness will try to to keep you from achieving your purpose the result will be frustration and without experiencing fulfillment in life and there's a lot of people living a, fr a life of frustration and without fulfillment there are a lot of people that 
when they woke up in the morning, they, they're not eager to get up. Many people right over the world, and also in Australia, there are a lot of people that commit suicide. I was staggered by the, the number of people committing suicide in Australia. The, a few past days, there was a, in Victoria a, a group, a, a gathering of people coming to, 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 to talk about it. What can we do about it? When we moved in last Sunday uh, to our new apartment, we started on Sunday and then the, the rest came on Monday. But on Sunday we were in the lift and we had stuff in the, in the elevator. And the next moment this police stormed into the lift. And he said, you must get out, you must get out. And I think, what is going on now? So we must get to level two. Somebody is trying to commit suicide. Sunday afternoon in the same building where we are going to live now. And I went up. Uh, during the week, and I saw they had to broke down the door to get into this apartment. And to, I don't know if they saved his life. I will try to find out and see if we can, can connect to this guy. But that's, this is the world we live in. People full of frustration, no fulfillment. They don't want to live anymore. They're in depression. And this morning, I want to give you some keys to help you understand purpose in your own life from the Psalms and from the life of David. And here are a few keys. Number one, the goodness of God. If you want to, want to discover purpose in your life, you must understand that God is a good God. You can never go wrong with the goodness of God. It's the cornerstone that anchors our faith. Psalm 23 verse 6, David says the following, Surely your goodness and mercy shall Follow me all the days of my life. He believed that. Surely goodness and mercy shall, no, not maybe, shall follow me all the days of my life. If you set your heart on pursuing the goodness of God, you're always headed in the right direction. Otherwise, you will find yourself in troubled waters. The moment you start not believing in the goodness of God, you're in trouble. And the devil will use that, negative things that has happened in your life, he will use it and say that God is not so good. Look at this, look at that. Why did God allow this in your life? And he will start doubting and then you're in troubled waters. David is also a very good example of it. He had many frustrations in his life, but he always believed in the goodness of God. Throughout all his troubles, he believed in the goodness of God. How would you like if the Lord's goodness permeates and invades your every area of your life, bringing healing and restoration, breakthrough and dreams fulfilled, relationship reconciliation and family salvation, increased favor at your work, being a channel of God's goodness to people around you. That's why you were born. To be a channel of God's goodness. And you must believe that because it will help you with purpose. Psalm 31, 19 says, How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have done for those seeking refuge in you before people. The Hebrew word for great here is rap, abundant. It means abundant, large, of major importance, chief, weighty, noble, pricely. And that is the basis, measure, and magnitude of God's goodness that he wants to lavish on you. It's a goodness full of weight, 
a heavyweight goodness. And when I was thinking about it, was preparing my message, I was thinking about AJ. He's a weighty guy. Just stand again. <laughs> Can you see the weight? <laughs> AJ is symbolic the goodness of God. There's weight in him. <laughs> so when you, when, you see, when you see AJ again, think of the goodness of God. Amen? <laughs> There's weight. And that's incredible to me when I've discovered this, that, that the goodness of God is something special. It's something wonderful. And it says, has His goodness He has stored up for those who fear Him. It's in the past tense, in other words, in the heart of God, and from heaven's perspective, the goodness of God is a dumb deal. He's got it ready, and it's stored up for you and me. The goodness of God is not something that that God does, it is who He is. God is good. It's His nature to be good to His children. It, he is incapable of sabotaging His nature. Can't do that. It's in, impossible. All we need to choose is to believe His goodness, declare it, speak it over our lives and circumstances, receive it by faith, and watch the Lord will do on our behalf. It's so important. So important to understand this. Proverbs, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will use it and eat its fruit. Life and death are in the tongue. So how do you spread the goodness of God? Through your tongue. Through the words you speak. And that's so important that we... That we that we will listen to our own words. In our house, we've got a, a rule that when I start speaking negative, negative, Miranda will stop me. And when I start speaking negative, she will say, stop! <laughs> because life and death are in our words and in the power of our tongue. So I want to encourage you to speak life, to bring the goodness of God in your marriage over your children, your grandchildren, in your workplace. The Lord will bless you before a watching world. People are going to witness the power, provision, and blessings of God over your life. Listen to David in Psalm 23, verse 5 and 6. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A few years ago in South Africa was a, a, a great a, a drought and uh, it, it went very bad with farmers. But this one farmer put up a big notice board in front of his house. And it says, on this farm we drink out of sources because our cups are running over. Isn't that incredible? And I think when it goes not so well with us. Trust the Lord that you will live from a running cup. Because He is in you. Christ in us. The hope of glory. So make sure that your cup is always running over. Because it's possible because of Christ's work on the cross. He lives in you and therefore you can make a difference even in bad times. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So I like to have two guys. Will you help me? Another young guy. That young guy. You are goodness. Is that fine? 
Yeah, that's, that's right. Good, yeah. I disagree with that. <laughs> and you are mercy. Right. And now you're going to follow me. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Just follow me. Just follow me. Follow me. Goodness? No, you must, you must follow me. Right. Let's give them a hand. Amen? So simple. So simple. Goodness and mercy. So you must trust the Lord in the, in the morning when you get up. So thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. It will follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. That's the truth of the Bible. And you must start believing it and trusting God for that. And you will see it fulfilling your life. I've seen it in my life for 42 years. The Lord has helped us and carried us through. It was not always easy, but His mercy and His goodness was there all the time. And I want to encourage you to believe that. Listen to David in Psalm 27, verse 1 to 4. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There was something in David in the Old Testament. You haven't had the privilege to live in the New Testament, but there was something of a revelation of the goodness of God in his life. And that carried him through. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat my, up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this Will I be confident? One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, uh, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. And then the 13th verse says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Isn't that amazing? So he says, sometimes I, I felt like fainting. The pressure was just too much. And I, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. And sometimes there are pressures in life. It feels like fainting. You can't take it anymore. Something in your marriage, something in your finances, something with your children. There's so much pressure. But David said, I've learned my lesson Trust in the goodness of God. That will carry you through. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> he just keep on telling us in the, of the goodness of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in Him. It's a story about a young boy who had a, a tin of, of jam. He was opening the tin, he put his finger in the tin of jam, and he was eating the jam. And his, his friend came to see him. And he was watching, and he said, do you enjoy it? He said, yes, it's so tasteful. It's, it's, it's great. He said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, but, but, but it doesn't look so good. He said, well, come with your finger and put it in the tin and try it yourself. And he did that. And he tasted that it was good. So sometimes we must just tell people, listen, trust the Lord. Come and taste. Come to a meeting. Come to a cell group. Come to something that we are together with. And just come and taste the goodness of God. Because there are so many people that live tasteless. And they can be 
tasteful people because of the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. I want you to, to pray and declare the following about this goodness of the Lord. Are you ready? Let's say it together. I am confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The Lord has stored up goodness for me and is ready to lavish it over my life. The Lord will bless me and enlarge my territory. His hand of favor will be so evident in my life. Amen. Amen. That's a proclamation you must put on your fridge. And, and just start proclaiming it over yourself and people around you. Key number two, if we want to live a life of purpose, then faith and perseverance is very important. That's the next key. Although we have faith, however, without perseverance, we will not see the breakthroughs becoming a reality. Hebrews 11.6 says, No one can please God without faith, for whoever comes to God must have faith that God exists and rewards those who seek Him. Hebrews 6.12 says, So that you may not be lazy. So as Christians, we can be lazy. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> It's possible for us to be lazy, to become lazy. But imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Another translation said, don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith. You see that? You can believe. You can say, I'm a believer. But are you a committed believer? <laughs> There's a difference. With committed faith and then get everything promised to them. It's not just enough to have faith in order to see the purposes of God coming to pass in your life. You cannot, cannot, you cannot have faith without perseverance. It's impossible. Because life is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Faith and perseverance go hand in hand. You need to have a bulldog determination, refusing to let go and and give up attitude. You know the story about the two frogs. They lived in the city, and they got tired of the city. So they decided to go to the farm. So hop, hop, hop down the, the main road, got to the farm, and the, main, the, the first uh, room they went in was the, the cream room, where they put all the cream in buckets. So the one frog was very, uh, you know, he wanted to look into this bucket full of cream, and the he jumped on the side, and the next moment he was in the, in the cream. So his friend followed him, and the next moment he's, he's got into the cream as well. So they were in trouble. So they said, let's try and just swim. Maybe something will happen, and they, would, they started to swim and swim and swim and kicking and swim. And after half an hour, the one frog said, listen, my friend, I'm going to say goodbye. I can't take it anymore. We, we've made a big mistake to come to this farm. We should have stayed in the city. So, so please forgive me. Here I go. Go, 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 go. And there he goes. The other frog said, no, 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 no. I'm just going to keep on swimming. I don't know how. I don't know what. But I, I, I trust for a miracle. <laughs> he was a believing frog. <laughs> So we just keep on swimming, keep on kipping, kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking and kicking. And after two hours, he felt something and, and, and it was butter. The cream became butter. 
and he hopped out of the cream can tin, and he was alive. Simple story. The moral of the story is keep on kicking. Never give up kicking. <laughs> not your wife, not your husband, but in faith. Say, Lord, I trust you. Life is so short. I want to get the most out of it. I trust you for my marriage. I trust you for my finances. I trust you for my business. I trust you, Lord. I will trust you as long as I live. Jacob was such a person. He, prom he was promised his wife, Rachel, but he had to persist and endure for 14 years. That's amazing. For 14 years, he had to, to trust for a miracle to get his wife. He also wrestled with the angel of the Lord and said in Genesis 32, verse 26, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man said, Your name will be no more called Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Because Jacob persisted and did not give up, he was blessed with a new identity from being mediocre to being blessed. So Jacob wrestled with God and said, Lord, I need your touch in my life. And because he trusted the Lord, a miracle happened. And I believe as you persist in faith and endurance and believe in the Lord's goodness over your life, the Lord will begin to change your identity. Listen. From lack, poverty, sickness, depressed, unhappy, unfulfilled, to blessed, happy, thriving, and having more than enough, also making a difference in your community. I believe that. I've seen that. I live that. And that's why I'm so eager to, 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 to give you this message that the Lord just uh, gave in my heart again to give to you and to tell you, don't be satisfied with your situation. Trust the Lord, because that's part of purpose. That's part of God's calling on your life to make a difference in this life, to make a difference in community. And it blessed me so much to see all these people in front of you. Uh, Tuesday's meeting, where people will come together to make a difference in this community, because God has, God has called this church to make a difference in the community. Not just to be here on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings, but to make a difference. That's why you were born. That's why you live in Brisbane. That's why you are part of the Rana Hills uh, Church of Christ grouping. So that you can know that God has called you to make a difference. Isaiah 28, 16. Listen to this. Whoever believes will not act Hastily. Whoever believes will not act hastily. You won't be in a hurry. And <laughs> we are always in a hurry. We want things to be quick, you know. Uh, quick food, quick this, quick that. But to trust the Lord is not always easy. But it's rewarding. Abraham waited 25 years. Job, it took 12 months to get through his crisis. And there are more and more examples in the Bible of people who just hold on because, and this you can say with me to just to anchor it in our hearts. Let's pray together and, conf and, and confess it. Because of God's immeasurable goodness, I will thrive and not strive. I will preserve in the promises of God with joy, hope, and peace. 
I am strong, determined, courageous, and full of faith. I will not let go of God's promises until I see them come to pass. Amen. The last key, if we want to a person of purpose, you must start to minister, minister to others. It's so important. Living beyond yourself. Philippians 2.4 Let each of you look let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Orientate yourself to kingdom values and kingdom priorities. Shifting from praying for yourself to increasingly praying for others and start serving them. That's part of purpose in your life. Focusing on what is eternal rather than what is earthly and temporally. Breaking from self-centeredness to a life of serving others. From me, myself, and I to we, them, and others. And many people live a life of me, myself, and I, and they're boxed in. And it's a life of frustration. But the moment you see and you start thinking we, we start thinking, working in, net, in networks, in small groups. The moment you, you, you start thinking of them and others in this community, something happened in your own spirit. You will, you will begin to see the Lord coming through in ways that will surprise you. Job is a good example of this. Job 42 verse 10 says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So simple. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. The moment you start seeing the needs of others, your own needs will be fulfilled. That's a kingdom principle. The moment you're just focusing on your own needs and your own struggles, it's fine, but there's a better way. Many years ago, there was a, a man in a certain church that were, uh, got very sick, and they told him to go home and die. Doctor said, we can't do anything for you. And he was a believer, and he said, Lord, if I must go home, that's fine. But I'm still, I'm not so old, so I would love to live a bit longer. <laughs> so he made a list of people he wanted to visit and to minister to. And he took his time and he visited people and he prayed for people and he visited people and he prayed for people and he, he, he visited people and he prayed for people and he phoned people and he prayed for them and he just started ministering when there's an opportunity and he's still alive. Something happened. When you want to discover purpose in your life, dis discover the fact that you are not alone, you're not living your own life. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and everything will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Romans 12.21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we, will, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So important. John Wesley once said the following, 
Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Siala. <laughs> it means think about it. That's incredible. That challenged me again. So, Lord, I'm 67. What can I do more? <laughs> 42 years in the ministry. I'm not going to retire. What can I do more? And the doors are opening and we, we get connection and I, we visit uh, leaders in this community and I, I've been to the Gold Coast and I've preached there again. And the Lord, the last, last Monday I connected to a leader of the INC church and, and he invited me and I invited him to a gathering. And there's so, lot, uh, there's so much opportunities. We must just trust the Lord to open our eyes. This scripture has helped me a lot, Romans 12, 2, and I want to give it to you. It helped me to understand something better about purpose. And, not, and do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There are three dimensions of God's will. There's the good will of God, the acceptable good of, will of God, and the perfect will of God. And, and this is a sermon on its own, but I quickly want to, to explain it to you in a simple way. The good will of God is on this level. This is when I accept the Lord, being baptized in the water, uh, the Holy Spirit helps me, and I live a good life. Nothing wrong. Nothing to do with salvation or earning God's favor to, 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 to be in heaven one day. So to be a good person is good. <laughs> but there's another level. The acceptable will of God. And for me that was to discovering my, 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 my talents and where do I fit into the body of Christ? Am I an ear or an eye or an arm or a finger or what? What purpose do I have? Discovering my gifts in the bigger body of Christ. So the first level is the goodness of God. I experience forgiveness, my new identity, but the next level is discovering Jesus' body on earth. Where do I fit in? But then there is a perfect will of God. And this where I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And start doing things that other people won't do. And this is the perfect will. Nothing to do with your salvation. You can go to heaven there. <laughs> it's fine. But when you get to heaven, you will say, oh my goodness, I've missed so many opportunities. <laughs> I wish I could, I could get in my life, I can live my life over again. And I want to challenge you. This is the good will of God, the acceptable will of God. But say, Lord, I want to live every day in the perfect will of God. I want to live in, 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 in unity with you to hear your voice and to understand what you want to do. You say to me, Carl, is it possible? Yes, for sure. Listen to Ephesians 2.10. He creates, that's God, this good God. 
He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. Do you hear that? Christ joined us, called us to join Him in the work He does. The good work, listen, and this sounds like purpose for me. The good work He has begotten ready for us to do. It seems like what David discovered the days of of my life, all prepared. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. So you, you were created, recreated in, 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 through Christ because of the fall. The first Adam put us, in, uh, put us into trouble. Then the second Adam came. And now we are a new creation. And now we, there are good works already prepared for you. It's like going into a mall, into a, a, a department store, and there's, there's shelves full of goodness. <laughs> and you must just walk in and get those stuff and start giving it out. God has prepared it already for you, and you must just listen to His voice. Remember, you have also the Holy Spirit helping you in this journey. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, Let us also walk in the Spirit. Another translation says, keep in step with the Spirit. So you will live in the Spirit. You believe you you worship on a Sunday, but on a Monday, when you walk into the office, keep walking in the Spirit. Don't keep walking in the flesh. And that's our challenge. Keep Walking in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, if you've got Christ inside of you, let us also walk in the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. In step with the Spirit. Here, there, go here, go there. And you will see how the Lord is going to use you. And you will connect to people. And you will see a lot of things happen in their lives. The Lord will let you to other people who are in trouble, and you will see how the Lord will use you. Listen to what He is saying to you. Listen to His voice. And I quickly want to illustrate this again. AJ, come and help me, and those two young guys. Are you ready for the next demonstration? All right. He's God the Father. He's the goodness of God. Amen? You will never forget that. When you see AJ, you see the goodness of God. This guy is is Jesus. Is that fine? He looks for me like Jesus. And this guy is the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. Just follow me. Very simple. Jesus. Stand there, Jesus. All right, the Holy Spirit. No, stand here. All right. Let's go. And AJ is behind us. Now I'm ready for Monday morning. (laughs) Isn't that great? I've got Jesus. I've got the Holy Spirit. Can you tell me something? Let's go, let's go, let's go. There we go, Monday, here we come, hallelujah. Yes, thank you. Let's give them a hand. It's exciting. It's a life of purpose and adventure. I can promise you that. Not without difficulties, but the choice is yours. To to live a life of purpose, 
to strive to live out the perfect will of God or just to be a good Christian. It's your choice. And I'm challenging you this morning. Declare and pray with me the following. Are you ready? By God's grace and power, I will live beyond myself. I will look for opportunities to make a difference. I will strive to do good to people around me. I will seek to do God's perfect will in every situation. I will fulfill my purpose on earth. There was a guy in our church in Pretoria. He had a pharmacy. And something of this grabbed him. And he was a good pharmacist. But then he decided every morning he's going to get up a bit earlier and he will, he will get his staff together and he could play a guitar. And in the pharmacy, he will, they would praise the Lord before opening the pharmacy. And they will just praise the Lord, pray for that day, pray that when customers come in, they will experience the, the, the love of Christ. He was in the city of Pretoria, in a, in a city where there was a lot of, of negative things going on. And he started to do that. And then he had a small room at the back of the pharmacy. And when the Lord spoke to him, he would invite people who had bought certain pills for certain situations and say, listen, can I just give you something? And he would take them into this little room and he will give them a word. And he will pray for them. His name is Anton Gerike. Today he's a famous artist. He's painting now. He retired. But in that season, the Lord used that pharmacy in an incredible way. And I can take the whole day to tell you about stories, what happened in that, in, that, in that place. So he was a good pharmacist. But he know there's something acceptable will of God, and there's a perfect will of God, and he's changed his attitude, and he opened up his heart for something fresh. There was a teacher in our church in Auckland. She had a problem with the school and the class she, she gave, uh, she, she taught, the children and the headmaster came in and said, listen, we've got trouble in the school. Something is wrong. We can't, we can't look after the children. There's so much difficulties. And, and she came to see me and I said, listen, I want to challenge you. Get a bit earlier up in the morning. Go into your class and just pray before the children are there. Move from desk to desk and just praise and, and trust the Lord for a breakthrough in these children's lives. And she did that. It changed. Eventually, the, the headmaster came to her and said, listen, what did you do? <laughs> we want this a secret. <laughs> and she told her. Eventually, AJ and the worship team went to the school, and they ministered to the school. And there was a breakthrough. That is the stuff that can happen. I want to conclude. Acts 13, 36 says, For David, after he had served, the purposes of God in his own generation fell asleep and was laid with his fathers. Isn't that incredible? After he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, he fell asleep and was laid with his father. John 17, 4 says, and Jesus says the following at the end of his life, I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. 
to the last detail, I've done that. May it be also said of you and me that we have served the purpose of God in our generation. When we, we're going to have your funeral, that it will be a celebration service. That there will be a lot of food. Amen. <laughs> we will bring the sandwiches. And we will, in South Africa, we've got milk tart. Milk tart. Oh, it's wonderful. And we will celebrate your life. And on your tombstone, we, will, we, will, we can put this, 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 these words. That you've done what you could have done. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this word that has challenged me again to understand that you're a good God. That if we trust you by faith, you will carry us through. The moment we start to minister to others, start ministering to our community, start ministering to our cities with so much people, and we see the lostness, the brokenness, and the pain around us. Lord, people living a, a life of frustration and depression. Lord, we want to make a difference. You are in us. We've got the Holy Spirit. The good Father is behind us. And if God is for us, who can be a us. And Lord, I bless this congregation. Thank you for this new season of community involvement. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, 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 in my own spirit, to realize that you're going to do great things. We will have, we will hear story upon story upon story what you have done. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. For a moment, do you want to stand with me? And just raise your hands where you are. If you feel like that and you're comfortable with that, let's just stand and for a moment say, Lord, here I am. I just want to give myself afresh to you this morning, Lord. I want to live out my purpose on earth. I want to hear the, the voice of the Holy Spirit in unity with Christ, with God the Father, who's behind me, in front of me, Lord. Here I am. Before we are going to take communion, Lord, we just want to come before you and say thank you. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity to be part of your body of Christ in this city, in this community. And that everybody here, and I especially want to pray for people in, who are struggling, people who are sick, people who are uh, financially, it's not going well, Lord, in, in their businesses, it's not going well. We pray for a miracle. We pray for a breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, devil, we resist your works. In the name of Jesus. 1 John 3, 8 says, for this purpose, the Son of God, was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And we thank you, Father, that we can destroy the works of the devil in people's life and we release them in Jesus' name to be free. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Let's have, take our seats. Thank you. Such a good and powerful word and... Um we want to create a moment where we have communion this morning, like every Sunday. Um, so ask God, what are you believing Him for, for this season? We believe that in this term, as we continue to speak on purpose and the call that God has on each of our lives, that there'll be a, a shift, a change. Or maybe that you'll start again. Some of those dreams that God gave you 
a long time ago, that some of that will be reactivated as you step into His purpose. I invite you to come to the Lord's table, share in the elements, and, um, and remember what God has achieved for you for a reason and a purpose. And then we'll continue to worship Him.